Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Speaking the global language. Now, we're borrowing largely from this book, Sheba. To bring you some perspectives on ancient customer service repackaged in today's social media driven world. And I want to start by saying that something global is comprehensive. When we say something is global, it means it is comprehensive in its outlook or it relates to the whole world, not just for your corner, not just for your city or for your region, but it is global, comprehensive, or it relates to the entire world. I want you to understand that whatever you are doing is not for local consumption only. Several years ago, if you were hosting a radio program, you know that just a few people in your community are listening. Today, every serious radio station, TV station, has online presence with social media streaming alongside it. So the skills, the ability, the requirements are different from the old-time broadcasting model. What is language? Language is a system of spoken or written symbols. There are companies that have words that they share and only they use those words and they use it in a particular way. There are people who meet and they have a, a catchphrase that they use that is known to them alone, that has a peculiar meaning to them alone. So you're talking about global language. What are the benefits of language? It helps us to identify ourselves with each other. When you travel outside the country and you meet a Ghanaian, the moment they see you, they switch from English to one of the local languages or vernacular just to let you know that we are together. Even if you are struggling, you are together in the struggle. Somehow it brings a sense of connection. So identification is one. Communication is another. It helps us to exchange ideas, thoughts, concepts. Language is also important for transactions. If I want to buy something from you, do business with you, we need language to be able to understand what I expect, what you can give, and then what I can also give. We are talking about speaking the global language. Language is also important for connection. It brings us closer to each other. And then finally, language helps us find relevance. When you can speak a certain language, you are relevant in that context. If bankers meet, they talk some kind of language. When politicians meet, they have their own language. If you don't understand those terminologies, those words, and those concepts, you realize that as they discuss the things they normally talk about, you will find yourself caught out in the cold because you can't relate to the themes. So in talking about going global, it's important for us to explore what kind of language does it take to go global. Let me say that language is often expressed in words which are constructed by alphabets. So I'm going to take the liberty to take the alphabets of the English language and use them as an acronym to give you my own interpretation of global language. And I hope that you will find it 
instructive. So I have 26 alphabets and I've given them my own words and my own meaning. But each of these words will be critical in your quest to go global. A stands for anticipation. Let's all say together, anticipation. Well, anticipation is simply being able to consider something beforehand. Being able to preempt something. To predict that something would happen. You realize that very often in the economic space, people can say, I expect inflation to go up or down. I suspect that when this road comes into this area, a lot of businesses will open up in the space. A friend of mine said, I bought a huge parcel of land in the mining community and started building a hotel even before the concession was completed. So by the time everybody realized and they started coming there, the land was finished and had a huge place and today he's doing very well and winning several awards for being able to anticipate an opportunity before it comes. Friends, let me say this that if you want to climb the train of opportunity, you must anticipate it before it arrives. Not wait for it to come and try and get on board. By that time, it will be too late. The second word I want to bring to your attention is the word borderless. Borderless. There are no borders today. The borders we have erected between our countries are imaginary barriers. But trust me, there are people who sit in Ghana and regularly do business with people they have never seen and will never see in their lifetime. There are authors whose editors live in the U.S. They send their manuscripts to them, they edit them, bring them back, they send them their payments, and they never see them. Every kind of service that is enabled by technology is being done by people in different parts of the world. I'm suspecting that there are people who can even do your hair for you in another country and post it to you. And you just put it on your hair like this, and that's it. But trust me, things are happening now that never used to happen before. Because we, are, we don't have the kind of geographical restrictions we used to have when we were children. What does that mean to you in your quest to go global? It means think beyond your immediate locality. When you are starting a business, don't choose the, a name as if the business is always going to be in Kwesimintim. So you call it Kwesimintim Local Community Store. After three years, now you win a contract to supply a, a, a main person in Germany. And even the name, when they are doing an LC with Kwesimintim local, it, it does not sound global. There's nothing global about that one. So even choosing the name of your business, you must think borderless. The third thing I want to bring to your attention is competition. It's a very competitive world. Whether it's a school you do and I like, I like saying this because it creates discomfort in some places. Even church is very competitive now. Because some churches, you go there and you see technology at work. PowerPoint presentation, organized order, live streaming, and your place, oh. My friends, we live in a very competitive world. And to survive, you must think outside the box. Think with reference to the kind of space within which we are operating. Competition means that the customer or Sheba knows her choices. Today's customer is very sophisticated, even TV. Some time ago, there's one channel, you sit down behind the TV and watch, and at some time, shh, we have closed. Today, 
even a six-year-old boy will cross his legs with something called the remote. It is their statement of choice. If you don't perform, tell somebody competition. The fourth word is decisiveness. The great legendary Amatedu, in the dilemma of a ghost, wrote a famous poem. Should I go to Cape Coast or to Elmina? I don't know and I can't tell. For many of us, we meet the greatest opportunities of our lifetime and we are standing there and saying, and this, and this, and poco, poco. By the time you finish saying, uh, what, how did they say it? Mini, mini, money more. Those of you who went to good schools, mini, mini, money more. By the time you finish saying it, somebody has picked the opportunity and it's gone. The difference between the person who makes 200,000 sales and the person who makes 20,000 is not 10 times the level of intelligence. It is small, small choices that are made decisively at the right time and in the right way. Many of us find ourselves stuck at one point in our careers not because God does not love us and not because we are not good but because we do not understand the dynamic of life and the speed with which life works. From tomorrow morning, when you wake up, remind yourself that in today's dynamic world, there is no space for indecisive people. Make a bold decision, take it now and move. If you decide that you are not reading enough, if you decide that you are not adding more value to yourself, tomorrow morning, don't say, oh, next year, I will change all these things. Next year, how? Don't even say next month. If you feel that strongly about it, be like that friend of mine who said, as for me, I told you that I'm a technology person, I'm not a reader. But when I bought this, your book, I sat down and said, let me read just the first chapter. And it was a story. I liked it. Then I read the second chapter. Then I read the third chapter. By 12 o'clock, I had read four chapters. So I've changed. You know, whatever you tell yourself, you will do differently from what you have done in the past. When you take your first step, and the second step, and the third step, you realize that after all, it's not as frightening as you thought. But act now. Tell somebody now. The fifth letter in the alphabet is E, and E stands for efficiency. My friends, whatever you do, you must be efficient in it. You must be competent in your performance. You must use the minimum amount of time and effort to get results. You know, if a manager has two people and you send them to the harbor, that there is a ship at the harbor, go check out what cargo it brought. One person comes back and says, that ship is called MS Thessalonica. It brought sugar. Then you say, go back and check what exactly the deal is. You go back and say, they are looking for wholesalers and this is their first time in Ghana and they are open to any discussion uh, around 90-day credits. Okay, go back and find out and you keep sending the person and the person goes back and comes back with just enough. If the second person, maybe they are both national service, the second person you say, go check out what is at the harbor. 
He goes and comes back and says, the ship is MV Thessalonica. They've been doing business in Africa for the past 20 years. This is their first time in Ghana. They are looking for wholesalers. But if you make them a deal as the lead supplier, they are likely to give you even better terms of credit. The key person is Mr. So-and-so, Mr. Kyriakos. This is his number. Listen, between Mr. A and Mr. B, who will you employ? Who will you employ? B. So, it's not about whether he doesn't like guns or he doesn't like me because I'm, a, because I'm a female. Don't ascribe strange reasons to your failure to rise in life. Go to the root. You both got a chance to do national service. One was excellent. One was average. The excellent person was retained. The average person sent away. Efficiency is key. You are listening to a motivational broadcast by Albert and Comfort Okran, brought to you by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred partner for corporate training, conferences, and world-class books. For corporate training and copies of their best-selling books like Turning Point, The Lord Mediba and the Eagle, Defying All Odds, Personal Branding and Reputational Equity, Zafnath Panya, and Career Starter Pack, visit leading bookshops and outlets nationwide or call 0249-99-9555. Please stay with us as we continue the message. Six, functionality. A microphone is not a table tennis bat. A microphone is not a hockey stick. If you sell me a microphone, when I talk into it, it must give me volume. That's the purpose. Whatever you do must be functional. It must be able to deliver the promise that you make. It must be capable of operating and serving the purpose for which it is designed. The main thing is still the main thing. If you are hired to deliver a particular outcome to an organization, be functional. The reason why you were hired, you must deliver it. All other things can be added, but make sure that the main thing, you are delivering it. If you build houses, the houses must be functional. Number seven is globalization. G stands for globalization. It's a fusion between global and local. Why is that important? Because many times when you talk about global or going global, people think about passport and visa. The good news I have for you is that you can be right here in Ghana and operate with a global outlook. Globalization is simply to customize globally marketed products and services so that they can be better adapted to different cultures. A few years ago, a South African restaurant franchise came to Ghana and started the first drive-through. And many people were excited about the fact that they could drive into a restaurant and place an order in a window and go around and the next window you pick your food and you are going. It was very fascinating. But after the initial excitement about the drive-through, there was a little problem. The, the spices in the food were of South African origin. And there were some monkey gland sauce and some peri-peri sauce that people did not like. Ghanaians wanted their pepper. Just a little adjustment would have worked. But you know, because it's a franchise, they stuck with the original formula. And we too, we stuck with our original taste. So the marriage did not work. Last minute when the divorce processes had begun, they began to pour pepper and even add Ghanaian dishes. But by that time, the man was gone. 
It was too late. If you don't understand it, don't worry. But what I'm saying is simply this, that whatever you do, when you take it outside your jurisdiction, adapt it to the local environment. Number eight is hunger. Hunger is a platform on which you can succeed in life. When you wake up, look into the mirror. What do you see? Do you see a certain lax attitude that says, after all, I'm better than everybody in my village? Or a certain determination that says, if I've been able to make it this far, I can still press. It's amazing how people can get so satisfied with so little. I met somebody who said he had written 7,000 songs and he's broke. And I said, what? How many songs did Beethoven write? Or Mozart? 7,000 songs. You don't even need to perform them. Sell them to performers. Sample are performers, they can't compose. Sample to our composers, they can't perform. Sell the songs. Eight at a time. You will never be poor all your life. (laughs) Hunger. Listen, when people say they are unemployed graduates, I say they are lying. I don't believe in graduate unemployment. It does not exist. You cannot go to school, university, and get a degree, or polytechnic and get a degree, call yourself a graduate and be unemployed. How? There are options, but you are not willing to exercise them because you are not hungry. You have some parents and some friends somewhere who will give you food. The day you are hungry, you will resign from the Unemployed Graduate Association of Ghana. I promise you. Some of the things I did after university are too shameful to mention on this platform. Oh, why? I recall Komla Dumont talking about beginning his career on the back of a motor scooter, reporting traffic news. How many graduates will accept that kind of job? Especially if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they see you on the back of the scooter with your first class reporting traffic. Tell somebody hunger. Number nine is integration. I stands for integration. And that is to form, coordinate, or blend something into a unified whole. One of the things you must aim at doing is to bring things together, connect and link things up. You may be doing something and making some progress, but if you can integrate it or link it to something, you will find that suddenly you will gain new momentum. If you are a speaker and you add writing and become an author and you link it with broadcasting, it provides different platforms for the same message. And so you integrate and then ultimately generates multiple streams of income. The tenth thing that will take you global is a sense of justice. Be fair to people. Create fair opportunities for all your stakeholders. When customers pay you money to deliver service to them, be fair to them. Don't cheat your customer. Don't try and play a fast one on people promise them things and they sponsor your event and then you don't deliver what you promise. When you live like that, you will have short-term success, but you will struggle in the long run. My religious studies master, the great Reverend Cheche, had a simple terminology. He says, choose chin-chin soso or soso chin-chin. You like that one? Soso chin-chin simply means choose the easy way and struggle later. But chin chin soso means 
sow today, reap tomorrow. How many of you like chinching so-so? How many like so-so chinching? <laughs> Tell somebody justice. Be fair to people. Treat people well and be honest in your work. The next letter is K. And that stands for Kaizen. It's a Japanese word that simply means improve little by little every day. If you are at a point in your life and you know you are at point zero, don't say, by tomorrow, I am charged at a springboard. By tomorrow, I'll be at point ten. Oh. Some people do that. They will call you and send you a text. They say, tomorrow you'll see. Tomorrow, you, you created this problem over ten years. You want to solve it in ten minutes. Start from somewhere. Tell yourself, I'll read one chapter a week. Or I'll read one paragraph a day. Start from somewhere. You have not read for the past eight years. And you say, I'll read ten books a month. Oh, take your time. Add a little every day. Step by step. From below average, go to satisfactory. Then very good. Then excellent. Then outstanding. Little by little. Doctrine upon doctrine. Line upon line. Step by step. Make progress. That is the real progress. This is a springboard. But you step on it and then begin to build according to process. Don't stand somewhere and say, I claim it. There are things you can claim. Others, you work. The next word is leveraging. Leveraging is building layer upon layer. So you use something to maximum advantage. You know when Michael Jordan realized the, the, the name Jordan had become a brand, now they are Jordan shoes. Go to Manchester United, they are Manchester United watch. Hospital services, buses, they even have cars. Yes. When you build a brand, you leverage the brand. So whatever you are doing, think about how you can add one more block one more layer. And you say, what do I even have? You see, what you have not yet uncovered, you will believe that it doesn't exist. But the moment you apply your mind diligently to something, you will begin to see a pattern and you begin to see an opportunity. I want to speak especially to the young ones. Don't behave like us when we were growing up. When we were growing up, there was a lot of no, no, stop it. So we were not adventurous. We were told no more times than yes. We were told stop it more times than try. And to borrow the words of a, a lady in the sound of music, she says, you are, anytime the sister sees her, she reminds her that she has done something wrong. So she say a number of Hail Marys and our fathers. So now when she sees the sister coming, she won't even wait for her to get there. She will kneel down and start saying the Hail Mary and our father. Because by all means, there will be something wrong. So, we have been programmed to say stop it before we even start. Even if there's nobody to say stop it. Leveraging. Think about it. Write a book. Write a song. Start a blog. Set up a website. Link up with somebody. Do something different. You are not too young. You are not too broke. Dare to do something. Number 13. Markets. Think about different opportunities, different platforms. 
A market simply allows people to do business with each other, link up with each other, connect to each other. So, think about markets. Whatever you do, ask yourself, what would it be like in Lome, Lagos, Algiers, Mexico, London, Argentina? Think. Sometimes it requires just a little adjustment of what you do, and it can be usable in different countries. Don't box yourself in a local corner. When we wrote our first book, one of my mentors, James Abel White, who I regard in very high esteem, called me and said, Albert, never write like you're writing for Ghanaians. Write like you're writing for the whole world. Today, wisdom is justified in her children. The results show our books are being read on different continents. You travel, you meet people. Once on a plane, somebody was reading what we had written and underlining it and I was still next to him on the plane. I didn't even reveal who I was. Just the concentration with which he was reading was heartwarming. When you see that, when you come back and you're writing, even if you're tired, the anointing will come and you write. N stands for navigation. For you to get from where you are to where you want to be, you need to plot the route. Plot the route. I will first move here. Then I will turn here. So you are doing a course you don't like. People have even told you that this course is taking you nowhere. And you are struggling with it. Or your career is caught in a corner because things are not too clear. Make it to the next junction. Re-evaluate. Then turn. Then move. Add one more block. Add one more language. Add one more degree. And you will find your space. Today, careers are very dynamic. They are not the same linear path we used to have when we were growing up. So don't let anyone confuse you that what you are doing will take you nowhere. Build from one point to another. Navigation is important. You don't set up from Takwari to Kumasi without deciding whether you go through Accra, through Mankasim, through... No, you, you don't do that. You, you decide how you are going and begin to move from one point to another till you get to your destination. Navigation is key. All stands for opportunity. In our book, The Turning Point, we make the simple submission that everyone will get an opportunity in your lifetime. Everyone. The most dangerous thing that can happen to you is for your greatest door of opportunity to open and you didn't even know. And it passed. Long after it has gone, you say, oh, I didn't know it was this person I've been looking for all my life. Sometimes opportunity comes looking like hard work some very innocuous, undesirable work that is given to you and you don't even feel like doing it. You wish you could say no. But you lay your hands on it, you do it, and it connects you to somebody powerful. And from there, they say the rest is history. But you know, you, you wish you would know that this is the opportunity before you touch it. But the true people who achieve success are those who take every responsibility as it comes and deliver it, even if that is not the big opportunity they've been looking for. And that is important. I believe that there's opportunity in every city in this world. I believe that there's opportunity in every country in this world. The next word is power. Power is simply 
that ability to enable people to do things. To get people to do things without resistance. I'm not talking about coercive power. The kind that reminds you that I am the boss. I'm talking about influence. That kind of special attribute that makes people want to do things and sometimes don't even know why they are doing it. It's a skill. It's an attribute. It's a gift. And it's learnable. Develop that that ability to build confidence in people, to work with you, to stand with you, to support you, to collaborate with you, and to follow you. If you want to go global, you must understand the theory of power. The next one is one of my favorites of all. And it's simply kill questions. Ask hard questions. In this book, Sheba, we say the queen of Sheba traveled across the world to come and ask Solomon hard questions. The quality of questions you ask will determine the kind of solutions you come up with. If you ask very tough questions about life, you will find very unique answers. Don't ask easy questions. What? Which? Why? Where? Whom? How? Even if everybody assumes that that thing is given, ask, why is it given? Why must I not enter? Who determined who must enter and who must not enter? Why can't I get this contract? Can I do this for you? Ask questions. When you ask questions, you unlock the secret doors of life. The next key to going global is reliability. People will give you opportunities. People who have the power to take you to the next level of your life will give you amazing opportunities. When they do, be reliable. I have gotten recommendations from people on very big platforms based on simple tasks they gave me that I did as best as I could. And it's amazing when it happens like that. Reliability. I can tell you this. Anyone here who is a manager and supervisor, anyone who is a manager, who oversees people, let me see, anyone, yeah, there you go. You have, you have staff, you have people who work under you. Some of them, when you give them work, you can turn your back and go and sleep. Others too, when you give them work, even when they are doing it, you are hanging around and spying because you know somehow... Even when you're around, you're laughing. Even when you're around, you know they can make a huge, they can mess it up for you. The critical word is reliability. How reliable are you? The next word is one of the biggest words or the, the biggest phenomenon in the world today. That's social media. It is a known fact that if Facebook were a country, it would be the third largest country in the world. What does that mean for you? And by the way, social media is not just Facebook. There are several different avenues, Twitter, MySpace, LinkedIn, several of them. And each avenue on social media is for a particular purpose. Understand and utilize social media appropriately. 
It is not surprising that many people are abusing social media. I suspect that because it is free, people cannot simply believe the amazing potential it holds. The moment Facebook starts charging people for putting their profile there, people will make better use of it. Sometimes people just can't relate to the fact that they are paying nothing. But trust me, research is proving that it is one of the most successful, reliable, dependable, and efficient means of communicating any message anywhere in the world. What are you doing about that? Number 20 is trust. People must trust you that if they commit their lives into your hands, they will not fall. If you don't perform, you can kill someone. People must be able to trust you as a professional. If you don't deliver somebody's wedding dress to them on the wedding day, they can die. You say, I'm just a seamstress. You can kill somebody by not delivering. And some of our professionals and artisans, I don't know whether to call them even professionals, but I mean, their behavior is not professional. And they will not deliver, and they don't seem to be bothered at all. You are just customer number 82. Empathy, it doesn't exist for them. Trust is key in doing business. U stands for uniqueness. If you want to be outstanding on the global stage, there must be something you are projecting. Somebody will go with music. Somebody will go as a broadcaster. Somebody will go as an author and a speaker. Somebody will go as a dancer. Somebody will go as a politician. Somebody will go as a banker. Whatever you do, find your space. Find your gift. A man's gift will make room for him or her. And bring them before great people. Some of the biggest opportunities you get in life will come as a result of your talent. In our book, Five Talent Mentality, we challenge people to say, find that one thing that you are good at. Even for most talented people, there is one you are good at. Find it. And the moment you find it, several things will change about your life. Your confidence is anchored in one thing. You have found your gift and you have positioned that gift and you know nobody can take it away from you. Find your gift and your unique ability. Your unique selling proposition is your critical key to success. You are listening to a motivational broadcast by Albert and Comfort Okran, brought to you by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred partner for corporate training, conferences, and world-class books. For corporate training and copies of their best-selling books like Turning Point, The Lord Madiba and the Eagle, Defying All Odds, Personal Branding and Reputational Equity, Zafnath Panya, and Career Starter Pack, visit leading bookshops and outlets nationwide or call 0249-99-9555. Please stay with us as we continue the message. The 22nd letter is V and V stands for vision. A vision is a picture of a desirable future state. You say, I am poor today. I shall not be poor tomorrow. 
Five years from now, I will set up in three different countries. That's a vision. You say, I will build a chain across the land. You say, I will write five books in the next ten years. That's a vision. I will, I will, I will, I will do a master's and a doctorate over the next seven years. That is a vision. I will marry a wife. That is a vision. A vision must be big. A vision must be strong. A vision must drive you. Not something you can do very easily. So now maybe when you look at the things you are trying to do, you realize that they are not so big after all. They are just a matter of course. Think about something bigger. I know that sometimes our environment inhibits us from dreaming. But I want to challenge you and say, look beyond your country. Look beyond your village. Look beyond your family. Look beyond your past failures and dream big. W stands for win-win. Don't be selfish. Don't think about yourself alone. There will be several times in your life when you can make a choice that will benefit only you. And there will be another alternative that would open up the space for other people too. Make no mistake. Don't think about yourself alone. Think about other people. Think about other stakeholders. Carry somebody with you. I was speaking to one of our partners who had helped her houseboy to graduate from school. And the guy knelt down before her and said, Madam, had it not been for you, I would not be here. And she said to him, what I have done for you, do the same for just one person. That's all. And that's my payment. One person. Win-win. Think about creating opportunities for others. When you do business with others, think about what they can also get. How they can also win. And the amazing thing is that people can win without you losing. When we were children, we used to play a game called seesaw, up and down. In that game, the simple engineering was that for somebody to go up, you had to go down. Therefore, you always wanted to be up so that the person will be down. The good news is this. In the space our God has created, everybody can fly. So when you are rising, take somebody with you. Create opportunity for somebody. Help somebody to, to fly. It will not take anything away from what you will become. Win-win is important. X is very special. X stands for Zanadu. It's a very unfamiliar word, but write it down. Zanadu is simply that idealistic place that you imagine where the weather is good, where the water is calm, where the island is green. It talks about ideals, some of which are simply unattainable but are worth conceiving. Great achievers often have very beautiful pictures in their minds that when they tell you about it, you say, oh, but you know, they help. Everyone must have some ideals, some things that everybody says they are unattainable. But you still hold on to them. You just enjoy having them because they bring out something. You see, achievers are like children. They have something in them that is funny. 
they believe everything. They believe they can do it. The whole world thinks they can't do it. But in their heart, they somehow believe that they will make a way for the thing to happen. That simple childlike faith is what will help you conceive a Zanadu. Think about your own island one day. On the Akosumbu. On the water. Overseeing the whole world. Think about interesting things. And they bring a lot of inspiration out of you. Don't be bogged down by the challenges of your today to let all your ideas, concepts, and dreams be very routine. Sometimes think about interesting, amazing concepts. The last but one is why. That stands for yearning. Everyone must have a yearning to do something in your lifetime. Everyone must be convinced that you are not born to die like a dog. Everyone must be convinced that your life must count for something. Wake up every morning telling yourself, before I die, Ghana and Africa will be a better place. Everyone must have a yearning that, listen, I will do something that is seemingly impossible. Have a yearning in your heart. Have a yearning in your spirit. Wake up every day with a drive to say, listen, nobody has done it in my family, but I will do it. Nobody has conceived this, but I will create it. Africa does not lack. We don't lack people with creativity. We don't lack people with scientific ability. We don't lack people with every kind of skill you can conceive and think about. Every barrier in front of us is man-made. God created us to be winners and we shall win. The final one is Z. In all that we are doing, it's a tough world, it's a challenging world, but enjoy it. Z stands for zest. Enjoy the journey. Sometimes you may not have food to eat. Sometimes your mates will laugh at you. Sometimes you will look back and see that you have made serious mistakes that have cost you five years of your life. But guess what? You are different from the person who was buried last week. You are still alive. As long as there is life, there is hope. I can tell you that some of the things I'm teaching, I learned them from five years of hard labor. You are learning them in five minutes. Aren't you blessed? So, enjoy life. Enjoy the lessons. Enjoy the experience. Why is language important? What are the critical success factors? For language to work for you, there must be a sequence. In words, word formation, there are vowels and there are consonants. In sentence formation, it is formed in a particular way. You don't form sentences anyhow. So similarly, in global, going global, the language of globalization has a sequence. You start and dominate your local space and then you go global. There's a sequence. Number two, there's a structure. There is a way in which words are pronounced. There are key things that govern everything I've shared with you. Understand the principle and work towards it. 
The third one is meaning. When you get the sequence right and you get the structure right, language brings out meaning. So I know what you are trying to say and I understand it. The fourth key to language is process. You will not become an authority in a language overnight. If you want to learn French, you don't wake up one day and say, Je suis, and then you are going. You don't become a champion in French overnight. You learn it step by step. Je vais à la maison. Thank you very much. Pourquoi, pourquoi? So, importantly, I must say this, that it's a process. You get the letters, then you get a child who start by saying, ah, ah, then they get a few words, then they can form sentences, then they can construct and even add proverbs. It's a process. The final thing I want to say about language is mastery. If you met a 50-year-old person still saying, ah, 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 bede, A, B, C, A stands for boy, you will stop and say, hold on a second, is there anything wrong here? I'm simply saying that you can start from the base, but don't die at the base. Climb to the top. So master language. Start from somewhere, but climb step by step till you become a master. Let me conclude with a quote from the Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who says, language is very powerful. Language does not just describe reality. Language creates the reality it describes. I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but whatever reality we have described about going global is your story. It may look impossible today. It may look almost like a contradiction of your present circumstances. But I am convinced with all my heart that somebody here can begin from this very ground and stand on this springboard and rise to become that champion in engineering, that champion in science, that champion in religion, that champion in arts and culture, that champion in broadcasting, that champion in diplomacy, whatever your dream is, right here, it can begin. And five years from now, ten years from now, we all will be celebrating your story. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-99000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com Amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,